Jesus' name. It's for good reason today that we have made sure that our junior high and high schoolers are in the sanctuary today. It's for good reason why we tackle this issue that is being discussed all around the world. And I marvel that so little of it is being covered in the news today. And yet talk shows are making fun of it right now and laughing over the course of the last 72 hours. And something's going on. And we'll ask you for your anointing. We are asking you, God, to give us discernment. We're asking you to shield us in our, in our mind and the way that we think. And Father, quite frankly, we've all read and studied the Bible, some more than others, but be that as it may, the challenge to my heart today is, I'm guilty, Lord, it turns out, as you well know, of assuming that deception would come wrapped with a label on it. Just like something comes to the front door and says fragile or this side up. And that's not how the demonic world works. What is false is not going to arrive on our computer screen or in a book or on TV or whatever means by whatever medium labeled. This is deceptive material, not for all viewers, not for all readers. The exact opposite is true. So, Father God, I pray that you'd give us a stomach for this today, as the world seems to be delighting in eating it up. And may we not fall victim to the lies in which the world loves to gravitate toward. We pray in Jesus' name, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. So, um, big stuff today, serious things. And as I prayed, we... We did make it a, uh, an important thing all day today that our youth ministry be here in the main sanctuary. I didn't want anything lost in, so to speak, translation by location. They could be in their rooms. They, they normally, when they do join us, which is rare, but when they do join us, they join us remotely, uh, meaning that the, it, the main sanctuary is broadcast into their room. But in that, there's a loss of atmosphere. There's a loss of presence, just like viewing a service online is not the same as being here in person. You guys all know that. We're looking at a message these next two weeks titled, and I must confess, I've stolen it from myself. It is a book that's coming out uh, pretty soon by Harvest House Publishers this spring. But it's uh, the title, uh, In the Days of Deception. Will you write that down, please? Days, D-A-Z-E. In the days of deception, we're, uh, I'm going to submit to you today that uh, we're living right now in the days of deception. I love how uh, Brittany uh, skewed the graphic like this, days. I mean, that just the word days right there suggests to you that you just got hit upside the head and things are not in focus. That's for good reason. It is very clear that you and I are living in the times and the age that the Bible warns about regarding deception. Some of us don't want to hear about this. And it is true. Today and next Sunday, if you want to have a warm and fuzzy experience, do not come to this church. If you want to take Bible truth and apply it to what's going on in the world around us, then this is going to be the place to be. I do not know how long YouTube or Facebook will carry this broadcast as they've already proven not to be fans of such controversial issues as these. But I want to have you be thinking this way before we get into this. And all of this is introduction at this point. I am very fond of the picture in my mind's eye. And now I'm old school, meaning that um, in my day, we either walked to school or a bus picked us up at a particular predetermined spot. And if you didn't walk to school, which can you believe that? I remember walking to school. I was a little kid. It was totally safe to walk to school. Uh, but, um, but if you got picked up in a bus, your mom or your dad or somebody, or you just walked to the spot where the bus came. But in my mind's eye, I remember this. I remember uh, 
And again, please don't take this in any other woke way, okay? But back in my day, dads got up and went to work, and frankly, moms had the harder job. And that was raising brats like me. And I remember my mom making me be dressed for the weather for the day, cold or warm. She would be straightening my collar, making sure my buttons are buttoned in order, and that there was no food hanging from my mouth or my teeth. That's what moms do. Listen, moms do that. This is not a a sexist statement. Moms do it. They need to do it. They need to keep on doing it because why? Dads don't care. Dads will send... Dads will send their kid off to a photo shoot with a pork chop hanging from their mouth. Dads just don't care. You look fine to me. Go. So mom will be preening and, and, and making it all right. And while she's doing this to you, she's giving you the day-to-day, everyday rundown. Don't get in trouble. Do you hear me? Stay away from strangers. Don't get into any fights. And don't miss the bus. (laughs) And then she turns you around and scoots you off in the direction of the school or the bus. What was mom doing? Mom was seeing ready always that you were ready and prepared for the day that was ahead of you. And she gave you guidance as how to act and how not to act. And the Bible throughout all of the Biblical record from Genesis on, you could sum it up by saying that God has been speaking to his people about what to uh, expect and what not to expect, what to be ready for and uh, what to be doing in light of such revelations. And overwhelmingly, you know from the Old Testament that when the Bible says, when God says, if a prophet comes to town and speaks falsehood, Kill him. He says, that's a little extreme. It's not extreme if you realize what's at stake. And so the Old Testament exercised uh, a, a, a watchful ministry over a community if a false prophet came to town. Because the Bible says a false prophet would lead someone astray. That is, they would really capture their soul and lead them away from the presence of God. From the knowledge of God. And so the Bible says, take them out. Now, in the New Testament, we do not take them out. The Bible says, Jesus says, I'll take, that, I'll take care of that myself. Because it's regarding my church. I want to do that. I'll do that. What you're to do in the, in the New Testament era is expose them. That's what we're supposed to do. We are supposed to expose the evil, the false, and what is being perpetrated in what is called church in some cases, and what might even be a church, but it is drifting. And so this is a very, very important uh, next couple of weeks that you and I are going to be looking at. I want you to mark down this because it is key. If we're talking about the days of deception, how do you get dazed? How do you get smacked as it were upside the head? And you're not seeing things right. If you really get uh, a nasty concussion... Uh, even your, your vision is blurred and you can't make things out clearly. There's a lot of people today that cannot make things out clearly in light of the stuff that's going on. Even now, they still don't see it. What's going on? I want to submit to you that what is going on is what the Bible has warned about for thousands of years. And I want you to write down this very important definition. We're going to be talking about deception. Being deceived, dazed. So deceived, the Greek word there, it means whatever causes you to wander. You think about that for a moment. Whatever it is that causes you to wander, that is off the path, off the trail, to go astray, to be led away, the word means to become misguided. It's something that is done willingly, everybody. And I'm going to be challenging you, I think, over and over again uh, this morning, are you listening? I'm going to say, uh, yeah, I, I do that anyway, but I'm going to extra, I think, think about it because it is so important to watch out that when somebody says, publishes, announces, shows, 
uh, displays something that causes you to entertain wandering away from Jesus. Watch. You don't have to stop going to church to wander away from Jesus. All you have to do is start to entertain a false reality or a false teaching regarding Scripture and who God is. This is very important. We must fight our temptations to be emotionally directed in our theology based upon what we feel. Well, I feel like this. I don't think that's fair. I don't really like that. Uh, This is what my friends believe. All of a sudden in our world of humanism, really it is, where there are no absolutes anymore. And I think that's by design. But deception, the world would say, no, 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 no. There is no deception. That's just what you believe. And it's different than what somebody else believes. And you can't judge them. You're being mean if you say deception or deceived. Am I right? Am I you hearing me? If you say you're deceived on this issue, you'll get fired upon because they have the right uh, to believe what they believe in. And who are you to judge them? Here's the problem. Let's be honest. If we were Christians uh, that didn't love people, we would be completely fine in letting you live on in your lie. We're not trying to convince you to join our team. When we uh, refute what you say in rebuttal, we are actually asking you, you better think this through because God says something different. It's very, very important. And so over and over again, we are warned about deception. And in these last couple of weeks, it has exploded on the world scene. And yet, I'm telling you right now, because I'm watching this, I'm monitoring this, all around America, there are very few conversations taking place. But what happened in America a few weeks ago has launched an international firestorm of dialogue. And interestingly enough, media groups are trying to suppress it while other media groups are releasing it. So that's good. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about what I believe is some form of a bizarre unleashing of demonic activity. Something has happened in these last few weeks to announce, now they don't say it this way, to announce what Jesus warned about and what the prophets warned about just prior to the advent of the Antichrist, the tribulation period, and then ultimately the second coming of Christ to establish his kingdom. There is a demonic ministry, I'll put it, mission that is now going public. And again, I'm going to ask you to be respectful and not laugh. I, 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 you might be nervous. You know, when people get nervous, they start to laugh because they don't know what to do. Just control yourself <laughs> because Jesus says this is no laughing matter. So let's start. Let's get, let's get the potential laugh out now and be done with it. Uh, put your eyes to the screen on this. There's footage and records of objects in the skies that we don't know exactly what they are. And now that UFOs are being taken more seriously, more people are coming forward with their own sightings. Shaquille O'Neal told Jimmy Kimmel he's certain he's seen a UFO. With all the lights and it was spinning and it just and took off and everything happened in less than five seconds and we all looked at each other and was like, and I know that it was a UFO. I don't care what anybody says. You never told anybody about that? Nope, you're the first person I told because I don't want people to think I'm crazy. But right, right, right. Oh, okay. Um, it's probably a good summation of what people feel or think like, you know, when... But why did I show Barack Obama? Why did I show Shaquille O'Neal? Because these are uh, names that people know. And I wanted to start with that. Matthew chapter 24, I'm going to ask all of you to stand. I'm going to read uh, to you. You guys can all stand if you would in respect to the word of God, Matthew 24. I'm going to read Matthew 24. I'm going to read Mark 13 and Luke 21. 
sections of these scriptures. And uh, the context is this. We're living in an age of deception. Listen, I believe it's demonic in nature. And for the next two weeks, I'm going to go about proving that there are elements that make it very clear it's demonic. The question you ought to be asking is, is that true? Why is it happening now? And are there other things that are going on in our world that align with the warnings of the Bible that such things would happen at the near return of Christ? It's quite fascinating. Matthew chapter 24, I'll read it all. When Jesus went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple and Jesus said to them, do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. He's talking about the temple. And now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. I want you to think about that. That was his first warning. Jesus, if you're talking about the end of the world, what's the most important thing you can tell us? Don't be deceived. Mark's gospel. Mark 13, verse 1. Then as he went out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, teacher, see what manner of stones and what buildings are here. And Jesus answered and said to him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone shall be left upon another that shall not be thrown down. Verse 3, Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign when all these things will be fulfilled? And Jesus answered them, began to say, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my, and the word is authority. Many will come in my authority or speaking with authority as Messiah or as Christ saying, I am he and will deceive many. Jesus promises mass global deception in the last days. Do you guys all see that? And this is all, by the way, relating to the temple in Jerusalem. Jesus said it's all going to come crashing down, which happened in 70 AD. Long after Christ had went back to heaven in 70 AD, the Roman Empire under General Titus destroyed the temple. You can read about that in all facets of history, secular and religious as well. Now Luke 21, verse 5. Then some spoke of the temple. How it was adorned with beautiful stones and donations. Jesus said to them, These things which you see, the days will come in which not one stone shall be left upon another that shall not be thrown down. So they asked him, saying, Teacher, when will these things be? What will be, uh, what sign will there be when these things are about to take place? And Jesus said to them, For the third time, in three gospels, take heed that no one or you or no one deceives you, or that you are not deceived. Deception. Again, Father, we pray that you'd give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And today, may every single one of us have a higher view of Scripture than when we walked in this morning. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Jesus also announced in Luke 21, 25, and there will be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and on earth distress among nations. As I think about this message today, I want you guys to be very uh, aware of the fact that uh, taking uh, such uh, a message on is highly threatening to any pastor's career. Uh, For example, if... If, uh, if I were a celebrity pastor, I wouldn't be taking this topic on. Why? Because you'd be labeled as a lunatic or you would be labeled as one that's interpreting the Bible in a certain way and that should cause concern. Um, you should leave that kind of stuff alone. And you know what? I understand that counsel. And that's, that's good counsel um, until deception actually shows its face. Until tomorrow, you've got to go and meet up with 
your coworkers and someone in the cubicle is going to ask you, hey, what's going on? Did you see the thing on the news? Did you see what NBC aired? Did you see what happened uh, in uh, France uh, News uh, t- Channel 24? Did you see that? And listen, if I don't give you the answers from the Bible about what's happening today, then you ought to just ought to stay home and, and go and, and, or go play volleyball or something. This is very serious stuff. Because even, listen, even if what's being seen in the world is not true, when the world asks you about it, you better have the answer. You ought to be able to tell them it's not true. And here's the reason why. Or it may be happening, but here's the reason why it's happening. And here's what it is. Are you hearing me, people? It's very, very important. So as I look at this, as I look at my notes, I want to be careful I don't leave anything out that is very, very important. And by the way, the things I'm going to be showing you, every single one of them are public. I don't have a hotline to anybody. I don't have any kind of inroads. I don't have a bat phone. These are things that are all available uh, out there for you to look and to study. But um, it, it's, it's obviously my calling uh, to teach you the Bible. And uh, that's what we must do. But I do believe that we are living in the time or the age uh, of deception, in the days of deception. Uh, today, I'm going to, I hope anyway, I wrote myself a note. Do not be dramatic and don't be in any way hyperbolic. Uh, because the truth about these things, if you, if you believe it or not, is shocking enough. I don't need to get your attention is what I'm saying The challenge today is, what I said earlier is, don't answer, but do you believe that Jesus was correct in saying deception is coming to the world, increasingly so more in the last days? If the answer to that is, yes, I believe my Bible, I believe Jesus, then the next question is, what form or what depth of deception was Jesus talking about? That's a good question. Just remember this. Jesus said... That deception will be so great coming upon this earth that if it were possible, my own very elect, my own children, my own church, my own believers of any age, from the day of Pentecost to the end of the tribulation period, in the tribulation saints, the church believers to the tribulation believers, he said if it were possible, they would be deceived. Listen, none of you have, none of us have experienced a level of deception that is forthcoming, ladies and gentlemen, according to Jesus. That means we need to be ready, that you need to believe your Bible and you need to know why you believe your Bible. You're going to be hearing things today and next week that I quote one of our staff members who I had review it, said back to me, wow. I just got done listening to this guy's lecture. If I were not a Christian, I would believe what that guy said. Because the guy answers the questions that man has, but he leaves God out. And he inserts some other type of deliverer. Very important. Next slide will be from Chuck Todd in NBC News. Welcome back. Lawmakers on the Hill uh, today held a hearing on unidentified aerial phenomena, also known as UAPs or used to be known as UFOs, amid growing public interest about potential extraterrestrial life beyond planet Earth. The committee heard testimony from three witnesses today. One was a former Navy commander. One was a former Navy pilot. Both of them claimed to have seen UAPs, as well as a former intelligence officer who goes a step further, and he alleged that the government is concealing a, quote, multi-decade crash of a UAP and a retrieval program. Take a listen to more of what this person had to say. If you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. Well, uh, that's amazing, by the way. Not only what he said, but did you see the two guys on either side of his shoulder? (laughs) 
They must know about it too, because it looks like they haven't slept in a couple of years themselves. Uh, so congressional testimony, and we, we made mention of this a couple weeks ago when Amir was here, but um, so according to this whistleblower whose now life has been threatened and uh, he has a security detail that is a private entity that is, is assigned to him to protect him, uh, he will soon be testifying, by the way, to a closed session uh, to members of Congress and the Senate uh, in, in rooms that are sealed with no ability to listen and speak either in or out of uh, because of this, because of what they have come forward with. I'm not asking you to believe this. I'm just telling you that it's happening today. And there are people that are very excited about this conversation. So much so that in the last two weeks, those viewing uh, websites of UFOs or... Um, atmospheric phenomenon have skyrocketed over 500 to 1,000 percent. People are visiting these sites to find out more. In a poll, and I'll try to have it for you next week, in a poll that was asked just three days ago, do you believe in God or do you believe in aliens? The overwhelming amount was, I believe in aliens more than I believe in God. Yes. Amazing. I'm not, listen, I'm not asking you to believe it. Just asking you to hear it. I'm asking you to consider this for your own protection. We're living in the days of deception. And if you and I do not know the truth, you're going to fall prone, fall victim to it. Number one, in the days of deception, what does every Christ follower know for sure? What does every Christ follower know for sure. You need to write that down. It's this, that the church age at this moment in world history is nearing its end regarding its godly call. In other words, we're 2,000 years down the road from the day of Pentecost. We know that as a fact. We also know this, that the world is now able to communicate instantly in real time. That was referred to in the Bible. We know that the Bible says in the last days before the Antichrist is revealed. There's going to be an, uh, an age where a man will want to be governed under one ruling system. Uh, the Bible talks about that. We know that once the Antichrist comes onto the world scene, he will take advantage of something that is already in existence. He's going to request a or demand a prefix number ahead of the number you do business with. Think about this. For seven years, according to the Bible, it looks as though that people are going to be trading, not with money, but with numbers. You will have a cashless system. He's going to come and demand that you have a, a preface to that number. Like some of you live in uh, the 951 area code, 909-949-213-310 area code. Those area codes are prefixes to your phone number. Remember that. When the Antichrist comes on the scene, he's going to say, go ahead and keep your number, your banking number, we'll just call it that, but to uh, make sure that everything's on the same page and we all swear allegiance, because by the way, every tyrant demands people swear allegiance to them. He's just going to say, just accept my number. Just accept my mark. Just accept this image. And oh, it just so happens that what they all have in common is the numbers 666 is in your Bible. Having said that, there are so many things that we are now at the time in the age of technology where such things can happen, if not, are already happening. You've already received warnings in your bank statements that you are falling under a category. You and I are being graded. I'm being graded. I've got these, these uh, in the mail. My ESG rating. You need to read the fine print to your bank statements and your credit card statements when you get them. I know you don't. Who does? I mean, attorneys write them in such a way to bore you stiff that by the time you get to the important stuff, you're, you're too tired to keep reading. But you have an ESG rating that is a global rating agreed on by globalists that announces what is your particular purchase style, belief system, what do you spend your money on, 
Where do you go? What's your favorite food? Where, where, where are your, do you tithe or do you give to this or that? All of these things are now being monitored. This is all part of moving toward a grand deception in the last days. It's not going to happen overnight. It's been happening like Satan loves to do in your life and mine and in the world very gradually so that you don't wake up to it. I was reading again. Uh, I encourage everybody to read this. It's not a Christian book, but it's The Art of War. Have you ever, anybody? By uh, Sensu, you ought to read it, The Art of War. <laughs> this guy said, when, when you are far from your enemy, make him think you're close. And when you're close to your enemy, make him think you're far away. When you're very strong, make him think you're very weak. And when you're very weak, make him think you're very strong. When you're launching a war against him, make him think that you are not launching a war against him. It's a, it's a war tactic. And I'm submitting to you today that there's issues going on in our world that have almost lulled this into a sleep. And I think all of a sudden now, so much of Hollywood over its decades regarding UFO type of conversations, alien visitations, were just part of getting things to be somewhat acceptable, even, even if terrifying. There's something bizarre about the human nature that loves terrifying. Uh, I mean, I don't. I'm a pastor. I see it enough. I'd like boredom. Uh, why doesn't somebody do a movie on boredom? I would go. But, uh, you know, people go, oh, let's go to this movie to scare you. I don't need to do that. I, I, live, I live that life every, every day. Um, so the, the thing is this, is um, I think we've been conditioned. So when people like Barack Obama or Shaquille O'Neal say what they say, did that shock you? Did it like, oh my gosh, no, you just rolled with it. When somebody says they saw something, we write that off, don't we? We write it off. And then if you saw something, you don't say anything to anybody. You just keep it to yourself in a sense of conditioning. But as a Christ follower, what do we know? Well, we know that the word of God is the absolute truth. You see, what's beautiful about this is if you don't know the word of God, you are going to fall for the message that people are going to be announcing. And some of those messages have already been put in print. And I'll show them to you next week. I don't think we'll have the time. I've got some. We'll see, we'll see how far we go. But it's quite remarkable that these are who are saying, yes, I, I'm a U.S. Air Force. Uh, uh, yeah, pilot, but a certain rank. I forget what he was. But he's saying this is the conversation that took place. And then the commentator, by the way, makes the statement based upon what the Air Force uh, captain is, is saying that it's highly religious material. Listen to what is being said. You say, what do you mean by this? We've gone beyond the UFO alien thing. That's not the topic anymore. You're going to see this. It's not, that's not the topic. Well, what could possibly be more fantastic than that? When they start saying, this now explains everything. You see, when the Christian knows the word of God, when somebody comes along and says, this now has been an ancient revelation that has been given to us and it explains the Bible perfectly and it is this, that Jesus was an alien. That when he was on the Mount of Transfiguration and he turned glowing bright light, you see how many people throughout history have said that when they encountered an alien, they were brilliant in light or this, that, or the other thing. There's always light involved. And when Moses and Elijah appeared, they appeared to be Moses and Elijah to the disciples written in the Gospels, but in reality, and you see what happens is, listen, people fill in their interpretation, and it's slanted. And if somebody has the slightest door of doubt open in the validity of the scriptures, that kind of stuff can creep in. And this is ancient. It's been around a long time. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11... There, Paul warns the Corinthians, lest Satan should take advantage of us, 
for we are not ignorant of his devices. I'd like to submit to you that we are ignorant of his devices. A lot of people laugh when you mention the word Lucifer or Satan. You don't believe in a real devil, do you? Yes, I do, because Jesus did. Yes, I do, because he's recorded in the Bible as an actual fact. He's a fallen angel, the Bible says. He's a created being, which, by the way, keep that in mind. He's a created being. The authorities that are out there today changing the narrative of the revelations of these creatures are telling us that all of these things that exist, which is why you find them in Babylonian art and Egyptian art, all the way through to Mayan art, Quetzalcoatl and some of these images, all the way through to American Indian uh, cave uh, art, they all display the same thing. Why? Listen, why? They're saying what we're trying to tell all of you about is that it predates the Bible. You see the convenience to this? The moment somebody, listen, young people, the moment somebody comes along and says convincingly, oh, we have found so much information that predates the Bible. The moment you predate the Bible, which means you are predating Genesis 1-1. And that's exactly what they wound up doing. They wound up announcing that Genesis 1-1 did in fact take place because those beings were sent here. In this region of the realm of space to create this world and that was one particular god at that particular time and then jesus is also a particular god for a particular time for some of you who have been involved in a particular cult that i will mention next week because i'm going to read something from that you're starting to wake up and say wait a minute I was taught that there are a bunch of gods from other planets. You know, this is a very famous cult. You know what I'm talking about? They used to use bicycles, but now they use cars. And Jesus happens to be a god. And Adam was a god. You can become one too. And that's exactly what some of these, I call them New Agers, but that's not even fair to the New Age uh, people. Uh, This is what is being talked about and discussed. Lisa asked me, why are you doing this message? And the reason why is I, I listened to too many pastors online. I was searching this and there were pastors throughout the world saying, All of this alien manifestation, it's wrong for us to call them aliens. These are people, or not people, these are entities that God has created, but they didn't fall like we did. They've come to help us. When you hear stuff like that, we better address it. (laughs) I mean, seriously. The Bible says that there'd be an increase in demonic activity and spiritism in the last days. Second Timothy chapter 4, beginning at verse 3. For the time will come, I say it's here, when they will not endure sound doctrine. People don't want to hear Bible studies. Entertain me. Make me happy. Make me feel good. Give me a warm and fuzzy. Don't, let, don't, don't bore me with Bible doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they're looking for a thrill. I want a religious thrill. They will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth, and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things. Notice the difference. The world... And the religious world is going to go after some new thing, fables. But the believer is to be watchful. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Are you guys all right? Yes. Ephesians six twelve says, For we do not wrestle, we do not war against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, and against spiritual hosts of wickedness. Note where they're at in the heavenly places or atmosphere. That is a verse that we probably all should start memorizing. We do not, we are not wrestling against, we are not warring. Right now, in the 21st century, today, we are not warring against human powers. 
the Bible says we are warring against principalities and powers that are of a different origin. Jack, are you saying they're aliens? No, I'm telling you they're demons. They're fallen angels and demons. And even now, with some of the things that we're going to hear, where you've got a Navy aviator saying, I don't know what these things are, but they have the ability to appear and disappear outside of our known realm of physics. Someone's going to say, if they were visiting from some other galaxy, because you know that used to be the story, that they got in a spaceship and they flew here. But now we have the technology to pick up an asteroid that's millions of miles away and be able to plot its size and its direction and its speed, and yet these things are not detected. Why? Because now the world and the unbeliever, I'll say, is now announcing this. We used to think they were coming from other areas this way, on a, on a longitude latitude, based on our physics. Listen, everybody, all this has come out prominently in the last few weeks. We no longer believe that they were traveling from some spot to this spot by our traditional way of thinking. What they do is they live in a different realm that some people would say is spiritual, but they live in a dimension that we've not yet discovered. And what they can do is step in to where we're at and then step out. Which, by the way, in physics is actually a discipline. It's actually a study. What I suggest to you today is the things that you're going to be hearing and the increasing claims that are going to be coming out is none other than demonic, deceiving actions that are stepping in, being made visible, and when they want, they step aside. Be it an alien-looking thing, be it a craft, be it a uh, what they call, you'll see, uh, the the tic-tac, which was a a spacecraft that looks like a big tic-tac. But it appears and then disappears off of radar. What did it do? It did spiritual stuff. That's what it did. Because if it did any other type of physics, we would have been able to track it. It appears and disappears. What do we know for sure? We know that God's word is true. The Bible announces that God's word is powerful. It's active in our lives. And God's word tells us about deceiving activity in the last days that we better be familiar with. Because if you're not, you're going to hear something that's going to get you excited and you just might fall for it. Next slide, uh, Congressman Matt Gates. Several months ago, my office received a protected disclosure from Eglin Air Force Base indicating that there was a UAP incident that required my attention. I sought a briefing regarding that episode and brought with me Congressman Burchett and Congresswoman Luna. We asked to see any of the evidence that had been taken by flight crew in this endeavor and to observe any radar signature uh, as 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 well as to meet with the flight crew. We were not afforded access to all of the flight crew. And initially, we were not afforded access to images and to radar. Thereafter, we had a bit of a discussion about how authorities flow in the United States of America, and we did see the image. And we did meet with one member of the flight crew who took the image. The image was of something that I am not able to attach to any human capability, either from the United States or from any of our adversaries. And I'm somewhat informed on the matter, having served on the Armed Services Committee for seven years, having served on the committee that oversees DARPA and advanced technologies for several years. Um, When we spoke with the flight crew, and when he showed us the photo that he'd taken, I asked why the video wasn't engaged, why we didn't have a FLIR system that worked. Here's what he said. They were out on a test mission that day over the Gulf of Mexico, And when you're on a test mission, you're supposed to have clear airspace, not supposed to be anything that shows up. And they saw a sequence of four craft in a clear diamond formation for which there is uh, a radar sequence 
that I and I alone have observed in the United States Congress. One of the pilots goes to check out that diamond formation and sees a large floating, what I can only describe as an orb, again, like I said, not of any human capability that I'm, that I'm aware of. And when he approached, he said that his radar went down, he said that his FLIR system malfunctioned, and that he had to manually take this image um, from one of the lenses, and it was not automatic, automated uh, in collection, as you would typically see in a test mission. So uh, I guess I'll start with Commander Fravor. How should we think about the fact that this craft that was approached by our pilot uh, had the capability of disarming a number of the sensor and collection systems on that craft? Well, I think this goes to that national security side. You can go back to your history of things showing up at certain areas and disabling our capabilities, which is disheartening. And for us, I mean, like I said, it, it completely disabled the radar on the aircraft when it tried to do it. And the only way we could see it is passively, which is how he got that image. So I think that's a, that's a concern on what are these doing, not only how do they operate, but their capabilities inside to do things like this. And, and how should we think about four craft moving in a very clear formation, equidistant from one another, um, in a diamond? In, in all of the phenomenon, perhaps, Mr. Grave, that you've analyzed, um, have we ever seen multiple craft in a, in a single formation? I have one particular case, and that was uh, during the gimbal incident. Um, the recording on the AT FLIR system shows a single object that rotates. Um, you hear the pilots refer to a, a fleet of objects that is not visible on the FLIR system, and, and that was something that I witnessed during the debrief as part of the radar data on the situational awareness page. I would like to add, however, Congressman, uh, there's a small, uh, small bit of uh, uh, anger, I would say, I would feel that those pilots are still uh, facing that difficulty in reporting this topic and they don't have the tools to be able to mitigate this issue. It just goes to show how serious this is and why this is such an important issue for our pilots and for our nation. It was stated explicitly to me by these test pilots that if you have a UAP experience, the best thing you can do for your career is forget it and not tell anyone because any type of reporting, either above the surface or below the surface, uh, does have a perceived consequence to these people, and that is a culture we must change if we want to get to the truth. Uh, Mr. Chairman, I, I would observe that perhaps as we, uh, as we move forward from this hearing, there are some obvious next steps. Every person watching this knows that we need to meet with Mr. Grush in a secure compartmentalized facility so that we can get fulsome answers that do not put him in jeopardy and that, and that give us the information we need. Second, I would suggest that the radar images from, um, that were collected of this formation of craft out of Eglin Air Force Base, and specifically the actual image taken by the actual flight crew that we can actually validate um, be provided to the committee, subpoenaed if necessary, um, so that we're able to track how to get this type of reporting and analysis done in a more fulsome way. That would be my recommendation, humbly, as a guest here of the Fine Oversight Committee. I yield back. So if you begin to um, go from the Roswell incidents and the funny little guys with the green heads and the big eyes and, and the movies and, and the, the crackpots and the kooks moving forward to the point where now you have reputable congressmen and senators and military personnel saying there's something out there do you not see as a believer a correlation in the level of false religions, cults, the advent of almost as though man is losing his mind and the strange, bizarre uh, increase in violence and in sexuality, uh, the breakdown of the family, uh, racism, um, gender confusion, uh, suicide, war, all these things that are looked at in Scripture and mentioned in Scripture and certainly some to great detail, some uh, in a general uh, acknowledgement, that we are now here today in the 21st century and nothing has lessened it's only increased. 
You may be a non-believer today, but hear this out. Jesus said, before things really get going, it's going to it's gonna be like the times as it was in the days of Noah. Now, what an odd thing to say. Would you agree? That's a strange thing to say. That Jesus says, oh, by the way, if you want to know the future, you got to know the past. So he says, turn, I'm, I'm making this part up. He didn't say turn to Genesis 6, but as it was in the days of Noah, what brought on the flood? Violence, the Bible says. Every thought that man was thinking was perverse constantly and violence. I submit to you that we live in a violent, perverted world that's increasing. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. Even to the point now where there are people in, a, in power that are trying to do evil. And now we have, we're at this moment now where internationally, military, commercial airline pilots are now saying thank you to those congressional hearings in the United States because now we can say the exact same thing. We saw it all too. And that's what's, that's what's happening. How else do you think would be a good explanation? Just guessing. I'm not saying this is it. But if this continues where there are friends, they're here to help us. What if there's a group of people who say, no, they're not. They're demonic in origin. It's satanic. They're fallen angels in conjunction with demonic spirits coming out of Genesis chapter 6 and referred to in the book of Samuel, Chronicles, and in the book of Job, and in the book of Daniel. This is all mentioned in the Bible, and we're not buying it. What if, what if we were to say, we're not buying your story that these are benevolent creatures that are manifesting from some other realm to come and help us? They're not highly involved beyond us, and they've come back to check and see how slow we're evolving. What if we expose such thinking as being demonic? What if the rapture were to take place? Wouldn't it be a tremendous explanation that, oh, you know what? They didn't get with the program. Those people that were, they were the... They were the roadblock to the next quantum step of evolutionary process. There are those in the, in the evolutionary world that are saying, because they don't have evidence for progressive evolution, there are no fossil records that, there's not one fossil that provides an evolutionary argument. Did you know that? Not a one. It's a religion. So what they've countered now is that they believe the next move in evolution will not be over thousands of years or millions of years. It will be in seconds. Isn't that convenient? What if the rapture that is, that is to take place in a twinkling of an eye is something that the Bible says God will send the world strong delusions so that they will believe the lie? What if part of that lie is to believe the explanation that that's why these knuckle-dragging, ignorant, dumb Christians had to be removed for man to progress to his next level, to his next step. What if, I'm just saying, what if? The point is this still today. There are things that are out there that Barack Obama could not explain. There are things going on that military personnel cannot explain. But what we're starting to see explains real well a world that lives in tandem with us that we would call the spirit realm. Did not Jesus himself in his resurrected body appear and disappear? Is that not recorded in scripture? Doesn't the Bible say that Satan himself has the ability to appear as an angel of light to deceive people? I find this fascinating. We're almost done. Now, there is a guy out there who is a very big deal. I don't, I'm trying to avoid from mentioning his name, but then that wouldn't be fair. You'd be thinking I'm uh, making him up. Uh, this guy is a consultant to nations. He's been a consultant to the CIA. He's been a consultant to DARPA. He's been a consultant to um, other uh, 
agencies regarding our national defense. But this guy is, has, this guy is, this guy's uh, not, I don't think he's all there, but I don't, I don't think he's crazy. I think, I think something has happened to him. Um, but there's a few more things and we'll wrap this up. Uh, next, uh, on page five, you guys, uh, go ahead and, and play the first one out of the three that's there. That you see that this is a, a subset of a larger question about listen how carefully and watch these images and the evolution of consciousness of understanding what we really are in the makeup of the universe is a threat in itself to this elite because that is the dissolving away of these kind of differences among ourselves and this coming into a full ownership of our proper place in the universe puts these people out of business. Uh, as the ruling elite and so that that the raising of consciousness of our human family is so closely related to the opening onto the extraterrestrial experience that both of them together are viewed as a threat by the elite what they're afraid of is that this is such an accelerator as people have these repeated in contacts notice the what they're doing their whole consciousness starts to rise. They start becoming aware of the fact that we're damaging our environment. They can become aware of the fact that nuclear weapons are kind of an insane thing. Notice it's the environment. War is a really bad idea. This is a spiritual experience. It's a spiritual stimulation that's coming. Did you hear what he said? This is one of the proponent, proponents of opening your life. He'll even say in another clip, it's time for you, I'm not kidding, it's time for you to receive, you have to invite, I'm quoting, you will have to invite them in to understand what we are here talking about. Think of this. See, Jack, I don't believe it. It doesn't matter if you believe it. The deception is out there. There are millions of people who believe this. And what if, and does the Bible say, Satan can do miracles. Yes. What if? Now, this guy is a big spokesman for extraterrestrial human meetup, interaction. But did you hear him say, and did you notice the images that they produced of people gathering together? It looked like a prayer circle, but it's actually uh, a meditation circle. He makes, the, he makes the announcement. He, makes, he, he doesn't even bat an eye. Connecting it with how we need to get this going so we can save our planet. Doesn't Romans 8, excuse me, Romans 1, tell us that in the last days, humans will begin to worship nature? Next, uh, next slide is, is concerning. Knowing all that, if they were hostile in the way we think of an invading hostile force, that would have been made abundantly clear to us the day we detonated the first atomic bomb. The fact is they have shown remarkable restraint, almost is. a level of a Gandhian pacifism not to have pushed back. So the threat isn't extraterrestrial. The threat is covert human. These secret projects are an existential threat to Earth, We're the, problem. the environment, and to our peace in space and relationship with these civilizations. Listen, where's the young people? Did you just hear that? That guy is an authority, and he just dropped this bomb right in your face. That there's other... It's, he, he says, it's a fact. These other things, they're nice. They would, have, they would have dusted us by now if they weren't. Well, I would counter with that guy, which, by the way, you, you listen to his entire presentation, and everything he says is a fact, and by the way, he's very charismatic, and he's got a tremendous testimony as to how he's come to this conclusion, and he's no dummy. He's a physicist. It's remarkable. So listen, when he says, this is this and this and this and this, he's the one that can go around the world and gather great crowds as they sit and they wait upon, listen, they wait upon extraterrestrial manifestations. It's Literally a seance outside. I'm telling you today, you don't need to believe what I'm telling you, but just listen to this. It's demonic. It's not alien from some other world. 
They're not visitors, they're occupiers. They've been here at least since before or at the fall of Adam and Eve. Next, uh, next slide or next video. It's helpful, of course, for them to say, oh, UFOs are real. That's quite helpful. We've been trying to get people to understand that now for the last 30 years. But it's all immediately wedded to this fact that they're this horrible threat. And so we have to come forward with a positive set of programs, a positive vision for this. And that's what I'm trying to help get the Vatican and the Jesuit order to become involved in and putting forth the Vatican you know, to about get the involved. theological and philosophical challenges that this presents to us. But it's not a national security threat. You know, it's not a threat to our species, it's not a threat to our planet, it's a threat to our view as ourselves as the, the be-all and end-all that the entire universe was created as a stage on which to play out the human drama of one single species. You know, that ain't so, but let's, let's get used to it and let's figure out what the, what the new story is. What is the new story? It is a positive story, what is our role in it? We may not be the star, you know, of it, but we're a good supporting character. Uh, in, in the unfolding of our universe. And let's figure out what that story is. You're not, you're not that important. You're not the star. You're just part of an unfolding universe. You're not so important that Jesus would die on the cross for your sins and be resurrected from the dead. Notice this. These are highly intelligent human beings propagating falsehood and lies. We have to end here. Church, I know this is not heartwarming and this is how you go out and boy, wasn't church thrilling today. <laughs> but uh, I got to tell you, everybody, this stuff is not going to go away. And the only anchor you have is your Bible. And so when you look at the Bible, you better make sure that you are asking the Holy Spirit himself, the author of the Bible, for illumination to the scriptures, not your own. You ask God, Lord, keep me safe from, from deception. Lord, don't let any of these fantastic things that are going on in this universe derail me from the truth. And when you, when you have an intelligence officer for the CIA under oath on the penalty of jail say, we have physical biologics of unknown creatures in our possession... If he's telling you the truth, ladies and gentlemen, which I don't doubt the man, you're talking about materials that have been generated from a power source that you and I do not know much about, but are demonic. We don't know what they can and cannot do, but we do know that when Moses died, I just read this the other day, when Moses died, anybody remember what happened? What happened when Moses died on Mount Nebo? What happened? Michael the archangel fought with Lucifer, Satan, over the body of Moses. That's weird. Why would Satan want Moses' body? I think to animate and inhabit Moses' body. Isn't it interesting that the Bible tells us that regarding Sodom and Gomorrah, God sent angels to destroy it and they physically appeared and walked into the city and the homosexual community thought they were men and tried to have sex with them in the Bible. If angels can do that, fallen angels can do that. And if God speaks truth, Jesus said, Satan is the father of all lies. I say all of this to end with this. You ought to be encouraged. Now, if you don't know your Bible, you are, you are in really dangerous territory. Because just that two-hour documentary will spin your head. The things that they say about the Bible and how they interpret the Bible if you're not anchored, you're going to say, wow, I never viewed it that way before. The moment you think like that is the moment the poison is entering your soul. You've got to have Bible up. So we end. Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior according to the Bible. Jesus Christ is the eternal God according to the Bible. 
Jesus Christ came to this earth, born of a virgin, died on the cross for our sins, and rose again from the dead to redeem us from our sins. He loves you. And listen, Satan hates that truth. And apparently he's going to launch a campaign to get you to not believe it. Just listen, he can't defeat the message. So what is he going to do? He's already started. Water it down. And prepare your heart, he'll say to you, to receive the next story, the next gospel, the next revelation. Quite remarkable. So, if this bummed you out, then don't come next week, that's for sure. Let's, let's all stand. Father, we pray, Lord God, that we would be an equipped people. We've always said that. We've always prayed that, but little did we know. Uh, we, th- we thought of, of swords and shields, and okay. Uh, and when we, think of, uh, when we think of the spirit realm, we usually think of little, fat, chubby angels suspended over our grandmother's uh, bathroom Uh, hanging on the wall, a little chubby cherub. Um, That's not it. We know from the Bible that when angels appeared to your prophets that they got sick. Daniel was sick and unable to stand for many days when he saw one angel. And so God, wake us up from being naive. And at the same time, don't let us turn into a bunch of lunatics either. God, we need to know your truth like never before. And I just publicly want to thank you, God, for bringing us to this moment in human history. Wow. I mean, what a time to know the Bible. What a time to revel in your truth, God, that you've given us. So may we trust you. May we leave our sins with you. May we receive you, risen Lord and Savior, as such. Tomorrow, when Fred or Wilma or Barney or whoever tomorrow at work brings up the topic, hey, did you see that on the news? That we would say, you know, I think that's demonic stuff. I'm not doubting it happened. I think it's satanic. And boy, what an open door for the gospel. Boom, right there. Thank you, God. We pray that we'd go forth in your power. And all God's people said, Amen. amen. God bless you guys.